Facebook live, hit the thumbs up button, share it on your wall, on your page. That's you do you doing your job to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to everybody that follows you. They'll have a chance to hear this. And you never know what we're sharing. Somebody on your page, somebody that's a friend with you, may be asking these very questions but cannot find the right answers. And by you sharing it, God will open it up to them, and it will give them hope, it will give them encouragement, and it will help them understand how to walk in different areas of their life with God. If you're on YouTube, like us there, you can share that by sharing it on text to a friend, somebody that you know may need to hear this, you can share it that way. But interact with us as well. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, let us know where you're watching from. You can comment amen when you agree with something or hallelujah. Give us a thumbs up, a high five emoji, whatever. But just interact with us. Let us know that you're not falling asleep or or, uh, watching TV instead of watching the podcast. (laughs) But also we're on all the uh, major podcasts with uh, Apple and Google. Spotify, different ones, so you can also find us there for the audio of this. But without further ado, uh, we're going to get into the subject of prayer tonight, and I wonder how many people out there tonight watching, you've ever prayed for something, but before the answer come, you found yourself in frustration. Uh, you, you found yourself giving up before you seen the answer or uh, giving up before you've seen the victory. And now more than ever, I think it is of utmost importance in our Christian life as we're trying to line everything up according to Scripture to have a true God experience, to really experience Christ in our life. I believe we. if you don't know how to pray, you 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 own a sinking ship. And, uh, you know, I think hopefully what we discussed tonight will help you uh, glean some some information that will help you to learn how to, when you pray, see results. You know, I, I see a lot of people on social media, uh, you know, they'll, somebody will put out a, a post on their wall and it'll say something like, unspoken prayer request. I need everyone praying. Well, that scares me because I don't want everybody praying because I don't know how everybody believes. <laughs> well, if it's unspoken, how do you know what to pray for? How do you know what to pray for? <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh, hopefully through what we share tonight, we will be able to go over some things as far as teaching you how to pray effectively and also how to get results and then how to walk in those blessings 
that that you've received from praying. So uh, we got Craig online. We got Chastity watching. So we welcome y'all. Uh, there's a few more on there. I think Mama Sherry is watching, <laughs> and my my sister Sophie, which is our little dog, their little dog. I mean, but that's my sister. But uh, anyway, without further ado, let's jump in and let's let's talk about prayer and. Uh, See what the Word of God says about being effective in it. Well, first of all, uh, you know, Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. Right. And so uh, I've said many times through the years in teaching on the subject of prayer, uh, you know, especially, you know, praying for healing or something like that, uh, you know, is uh, you if you're gonna have to settle in your heart and in your mind mm-hmm. that it is the will of God to give you what you're praying for, right? And so you need to search the scriptures, uh, you know, to find out what God has promised. Find scriptures that cover what you're desiring. For God to do in your life, mm-hmm. and then that's your basis for faith. And uh, so, in uh, Luke chapter eighteen and verse one, he said he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought to always pray and not to faint or not to give up. Don't quit. Don't lose heart. And uh, one of the reasons, you know, I believe that he said that is, uh, you know, Hebrews 10, 23, he said, let us hold fast to our confession without wavering, Mm -hmm. for he's faithful that promise. So God, that shows us that God will, uh, you know, answer our prayers uh, if we don't quit, if we don't give up, you know, and... uh, we, of course, we, we need to pray scripturally. I think uh, a lot of times people just throw, it's like uh, I heard one minister call it a shotgun prayer. Right. Just shoot it out there and just hope. Yeah. You know, well, that, that's not praying scripturally, and it's not praying according to the will of God. And uh, that, that's why, uh, you know, it's, it's up to us the, the Bible talks about in Romans chapter 12 not being conformed to this world, mm-hmm. but being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Mm-hmm. How, how do we renew our mind? Uh, by studying God's Word. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, it's, I, and I've heard so many people through the years say, well, I just depend on my preacher to pray for me. Well, that's, that's good that you have confidence in your pastor, uh, you know, or whoever you're listening to. But you need to learn, as you were talking about in the opening, uh, you need to learn how to pray for yourself. Right. Because ultimately, it's going to come to a place where you have to learn how to stand on your own two feet. Right. Now, when it's a, a newly born-again Christian, or we, the Bible even talks about, we're babes in Christ. Mm-hmm. If you've just been born again and you haven't grown, uh, you know, had time to grow in the knowledge of the Word and so forth, 
others can pray with you and for you, and they can carry you mm-hmm. to a certain point. But uh, I remember even in my own personal life, uh, you know, uh, we were going to a prayer group. We had a prayer group outside of the church. And, uh, you know, we anything that uh, come up in my life. Now, I was learning quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't say that to brag on myself, but I just had a hunger and a, an insatiable desire to know the truth of God's Word. I wanted to know Jesus for myself. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I would just devour the Word every possible moment I had. And so I was learning things, but for about two years, it didn't matter what come up in my life. I, all I had to do was ask that prayer group, y'all pray for me. I, mm-hmm. I'm you know, I've got this situation or that situation, and I'm praying and believing God. Y'all pray for them. And they'd pray, and I'd get the answer just like the snap of your finger, mm-hmm. you know. But then there come a time after that, just about a two-year period, maybe, maybe not quite two-year, but somewhere uh, in that area, uh, it got to where it didn't matter who I had to pray. It seemed like I wasn't getting nowhere. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, I've sinned and don't know it. You know, you heard that old thing, you know, and that's a lie because if you're a born-again believer uh, and you sin, you'll know it immediately, if not sooner, Mm -hmm. you know, because the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you will, uh, you know, quicken your heart. He'll speak to you, and you'll, you'll know, no, that's not right. That's not right. You know, I, I experienced that much in my early Christian walk and still at times when I, I'm uh, going the wrong way or, uh, you know, thinking something I hadn't ought to think or, you know, thinking I'm going the right way and not going the mm-hmm. right way. And I get that nudge from the Holy Spirit. No, that's not the way. Go this way. You mm-hmm. know? And uh, thank God for that. Yeah. But... uh Paul, you know, told <clears throat> Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.15, he said, study. Mm-hmm. You see, that, that's our part. We have to study. And, and I know a lot of people will use the excuse, well, I, I would read the Bible and study, but I, I just can't understand the King James. It's got mm-hmm. too many these and thous in it, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, but that that's a, a cop out because mm-hmm. if you sincerely desire to know the truth of God's word and you study God's word, you'll get it. Mm-hmm. Amen. And uh, it just like uh, the book of Revelation, you know, people will say, oh, that book's so hard and so mysterious, you know, and, and, and God don't want us to know all of that. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, why did he write it then? Right. In the, I believe it's Deuteronomy 29, uh, the 29th chapter and the 29th verse, he said the secret things belongs to the Lord. Mm-hmm. In other words, there's some things God reserves to himself mm-hmm. because he is God. And uh, But he said the things that are revealed. Mm-hmm. Well, what is that? It's, it's this book called right. the Bible. It's for us to know, and right. our children. 
Right. In other words, what God has written in his word is for us. Right. And the only reason we don't know is because we've not applied ourselves to find out. You Mm -hmm. You have to study. You have to search it out. And uh, so Paul told young Timothy, he said, study to show yourself approved unto God, mm-hmm. not men, but approved unto God, a workman. See, there it's work. Mm-hmm. It, it's work to study mm-hmm. God's uh, you know, word and uh, to seek to understand and know what he's talking about. Find out what his will is. And uh, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing mm-hmm. the word of truth. I think that's where a lot of, uh, uh, you know, doctrines, so-called Bible doctrines, get all messed up is because they've not studied sufficiently mm-hmm. to know and understand the Word of God. And, uh, you know, they pluck a scripture here and a scripture there, jumble it all up, and, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they, uh, that's why they get in trouble. They, they don't know the truth. And uh, so uh, that's that's why it's so important to understand. We we can't say, well, you know, when we stand before the Lord and say, He'll say, well, why why didn't you study my word? Why mm-hmm. didn't you read my word? Well, Lord, I I wanted to, but I just couldn't understand it, and mm-hmm. so I didn't do any. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and kind of hitting on that for people that that maybe struggle. Because one of the most important things, like you're saying, when when you're going to God to believe for something, get scripture to back up what you're going to, because he honors his word. And like you said, a lot of people say, well, I don't understand the the King James. There's other translations. The the one I have just really started using, to use a lot on my phone, is the net translation. It's the New English translation. Uh, I like the New American Standard. Those, those uh, translations are word-for-word translations. You know, you have the word-for-word, word and then you have some translations are thought-for-thought. Mm-hmm. And like the Message Bible, I, I like to read it just to kind of see what it says. But when I'm going in to study, I like to go, you know, with one that's a word-for-word. Word. And the New English translation, uh, I, you know, from what I found with it, Knowing the King James or the New King James like I do, they're running neck and neck, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, now, a lot of times if I get to something and I kind of like, uh, I'll, I'll run back over to the New King James and look at it just to say, okay, yeah, we're, we're, we're good here. But, you know, there are some translations out there that are modern speech because we don't go around, you know, I, I didn't call you and today and say, well, Father, what would thou like us to speak on tonight on the podcast? You know, <laughs> yeah. and I understand that confuses yeah. some people. I've grew up with it, so I'm kind of used to it. But there, there, find you a translation like a, a New American Standard, uh, the New English uh, translation. Those are really good comparable to the King James um, that would help you mm-hmm. to understand the word better and it would help you to find the scripture so when you do pray, you can remind God of his word, which is what he says. Yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, searching, you know, other translations to see right. what they say. 
Uh, I used the King James because that's what I started with over right. 50 years ago yep. before we had all these different translations, and that's how I learned it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I can give the uh, people watching uh, scripture that uh, they should use every time, uh, you know, I, you, we approach the Word of God. In John chapter 16 and verse 12, Jesus was talking to his disciples, and he said, I have many things yet to say unto you, but you're, you can't bear them now. In other words, mm -hmm. you're not spiritually in a place where you can receive all that mm -hmm. I want to share with you. Well, now, he's not saying I won't never share it with right. you. He just said you're not able to receive it now. You're right. But then the 13th verse says, but when he, the spirit of truth, mm -hmm. is come. Well, has he come? Yep. Yes, he's come. He lives on the inside of you. And he said he will not speak of himself. He will guide you into all truth. Mm -hmm. He'll not speak of himself, but he'll take of that which is mine and will show it unto you. So, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit inside of us will teach us, will guide us into truth mm -hmm. if we sincerely desire to know the truth. Right. And again, it's like I said, either way, whether you use the, you know, some people think the only Bible there is is the King James. 16, 11. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you, and they don't even believe what's in it. Right. Know? But, uh, you know, there's different translations that can help you. But again, uh, it's like one preacher said, I, I heard him years ago, said, well, you know, we, we need to know the Hebrew and we need to know the Greek and, and all of this. No, all you need is the Holy Spirit. That's right. And a desire to know the truth. And actually, 1 John chapter 2, verse 27 says, let that anointing, that you received in the beginning. That, that's the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Let him teach you. You have no need that any man teach you. Let that Holy Spirit or that anointing that you received in the beginning teach you. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's what he'll do. He will teach you. The Holy Spirit, and you need to understand this, the Holy Spirit will never lead you apart from the Word, from the of, Word God. of God. Right. Everything the Holy Spirit reveals to you, it'll be according to the Word of God. Right. And so uh, I, I've I've used that scripture in John sixteen verse thirteen, and if I were you, I'd under mark it, underline mm -hmm. it in my Bible. And every time you go to study God's Word, just simply say, Holy Spirit, I expect you to come. You're the Spirit of Truth, and I'm desiring to know the truth of God's Word. Help me to understand. Open up my understanding. Open up my heart to receive. And he will do it, mm -hmm. you see. And uh, that, that's how we, we learn, you know. But uh, <clears throat> I wanted to, you know, share, of course, there's a number of reasons uh, why, you know, we don't get answers to our prayers. And here, I think, is... Uh, an example in uh, Luke 18 and verse 1, I mentioned it uh, just a few moments ago, where he said, men ought to always pray and not to faint or quit, give up, or lose heart. Mm -hmm. And so uh, 
I was talking uh, to uh, a doctor today, uh, and uh, I, I gave him that scripture in Hebrews chapter 4, uh, verse 16, where he says, let us come boldly mm-hmm. before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Now, there's, uh, you know, three important words in that verse of Scripture we need to catch. Let us come boldly. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't have to crawl up there like an Timid. Old, yeah. unworthy worm, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, he said, come boldly before my throne. Why? That you may obtain mercy. Mm-hmm. Mercy keeps us from getting what we deserve. Right. And that you may find grace. Mm -hmm. Grace is to help in the time of need. Grace gives, see, mercy keeps us from getting what we deserve. Mm -hmm. Grace gives us what we don't deserve. Right. You see. And uh, I said, you know, to this, I I was looking at that scripture one day. And uh, I was meditating on that one scripture, verse of scripture. And, of course, all through the Bible, we're admonished to seek God, mm-hmm. you know. Pray, seek God, pray, seek God. And uh, I thought it's simple. And, and some people might think this is silly, but it's so simple. My, This is the thought that came into my heart and mind is why would the Father invite us to come to his throne boldly, mm-hmm. confidently, with full assurance of faith? Why would he invite us to come before his throne if he didn't intend to, to do, do anything, anything about right. why we came? Right. You see? And so, well, you know, I, I'm, there's been some bad things going on in heaven this week, and a few angels have gotten out of line and uh, it's just been a man. Come back in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and I might have time for you. Mm-hmm. No, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. God invited us to come before his throne because he wants to give us mercy mm-hmm. if we need it, and he wants to manifest his grace in our life mm-hmm. for why we came to him in the first place. Right. And First Peter chapter 3 he said, the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears mm-hmm. are open unto our prayers. Right. See, God wants to hear yeah. our prayers. God wants to answer our prayers. But we must learn how to pray effectively, how to pray according to God's will, God's mm-hmm. word. And, you know, we, we talked about somebody said, yeah, but how can you know what God's will is? What does his word say? The word of God is God's will written down so we can know what he thinks. Mm -hmm. His word tells us exactly what he thinks. Mm -hmm. And the Bible also tells us, 2 Corinthians 1 20, all the promises of God. Mm -hmm. How many? All. All promises of God. All the promises of God are yes. Or yea, as it says in the kingdom. Yeah. Yes, and amen, which means so, so be, be it. it. Right. So he said, you know, he does not deny any of his promises. He said they're all yea, yes, amen, so mm-hmm. be it. You know, in other words, yes, if I promised it, I'll do it. 
Mm-hmm. You see, and so we we need to settle in our heart and in our mind whatever we are believing God for, that it's his will for our life, mm-hmm. you see. Yeah, and that going back a little bit, what you was talking about when you first got saved, mm-hmm. and, you know, I can remember times, it seemed like when, when you first get saved, it, it doesn't really matter what you ask for. Mm-hmm. It just happens. Yeah. It just happens. And, you know, the, the, the more you're in God, the longer you serve him, it seems like you pray the same way, yeah, but it seems like nothing's happening. And I think a lot of times what people misunderstand and why people get frustrated is when you ask Jesus to come into your heart, the most simple prayer mm-hmm. that can be prayed yeah, by far, but the most powerful. Yeah. But what's happening is when you pray that prayer, you have become a new, you're born again, not flesh, not your soul, but your spirit, so your spirit is now in an infant state. Yeah. Well, when you have a child, when my children were infants, or when I was an infant, you know, I didn't expect them to walk on their own. They didn't change their own diapers. They didn't feed themselves. Yeah. I watched them around the clock. In the middle of the night, they wake up crying. I jump up, and there I go. Mm-hmm. But as they got older, you know, I quit cutting up their food for them. We quit dressing them. Yeah. We're not, you know, changing their diapers. We're not letting them drink out of sippy cups. And they begin to grow. And, you know, I can look back even when I was small. There was discussions me and you would have when I was younger that we didn't have or, or we have now that we wouldn't when I was younger. Why? Because I, spiritually I wasn't mature enough to understand those mm. conversations. And it's the same way with God. As we grow, it's not that God's not hearing us. He's causing our spirits to grow. It's building our faith so that we can stand even stronger. And that's what gives us that ability to come boldly. Because when you're an infant, you don't question anything. It's just given to you for survival. Yeah. But as you get older, we learn to walk on our own. Why? It builds confidence. And because y'all have took care of me, as an infant, as a child, as an adolescent, even as an adult, I have confidence when I come to y'all that you'll lead me in the right direction. It's the same way spiritually. It builds us up so that we can come boldly mm-hmm. before the You don't come boldly as an infant. You just come in innocence. Mm-hmm. But when you become an adult, more or less, or, you know, in the spirit, you, you've matured. Now you have to learn on your, to come boldly. Yeah. You know, and I, I think sometimes people kind of miss that is, you know, the church and, and shepherds, it, we're not a daycare or an adolescent service. Yeah. Yeah, we take people at an infant age or an infant part of their salvation, their walk with God, but we teach them how to grow to where they can walk on their own, mm-hmm. not to forsake the church, but to help grow the church. Yeah. Yeah, and two, uh, a lot of times, uh, people will, when they pray, they will put a, if it be thy will on it. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, the only time Jesus ever prayed, if it be thy will, mm-hmm. and you, you'll see it in, I believe it's the 26th chapter of Matthew where Jesus went in into the Garden, Garden. of Gethsemane. 
And uh, he had, I think it was three of his disciples with him. And he went on, the Bible says, a stone's throw Mm -hmm. further and knelt down and began to pray. And uh, it said he was agonizing in prayer. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, and you see, what we understand too is there's different kinds of prayer. Mm -hmm. In Ephesians 5.18, he said to pray with all uh, kinds of prayer. Well, uh, actually, it's Ephesians 6 uh, where it says that. Uh, let us pray with all kinds of prayer. So, in other words, these different kinds of prayer, mm-hmm. and each kind of prayer is governed by a different rule, mm-hmm. you know, right. a different way to pray. So, for instance, Jesus, when he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, and uh, he was the reason he said, if, if it be thy will, he was praying a prayer of consecration mm-hmm. and dedication of himself mm-hmm. to the will of God to go to the cross. And, uh, you know, Jesus, uh, you know, as far as the flesh was concerned, he didn't want to yeah. have to do that. Right. I mean, he was a man, mm-hmm. even though he was the son of God, he mm-hmm. was the son of man, and he had a flesh body just like we do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't want to, his flesh didn't want to go to that cross, mm-hmm. you see. And because Jesus himself said, the spirit indeed is willing, right? but the flesh is weak. Right. Same thing with us. Mm-hmm. We, You know, Peter even said, you know, uh, Lord, you know, he was talking about, said, some of you will forsake me and turn away from me. Mm-hmm. And Peter said, I'll follow you even under the death. Mm-hmm. And Jesus told him, said, but this night before the cock crow three times, you'll deny me. Mm-hmm. Oh, not me. I'll follow ye unto death. Spirit indeed willing. Right. But the flesh is weak. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus was praying and he said, Father, if there be some other way, mm-hmm. you see, let this cup pass from me. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we we are praying about something and we say, Lord, if it be thy will. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Lord, if if in your own good way, if you could see fit. Yeah. You know, well, that's that's uh that's not praying in faith. Mm-hmm. And uh really when we are praying, if it be thy will is we are wanting to know, God, is it your will for me to go here mm-hmm. or is it your will for me to, uh, you know, do this, go through this door or do something else? In, in other words, like when uh, I used to go to India uh, and, you know, we'd usually stay 30 days, uh, you know, and preach uh, crusades in, in the villages and so forth. And uh, so... Uh, you know, James, uh, the first time I went was in 1985, uh, and uh, James gave me an open invitation to come, our missionary, James Jacob, that we support over there, uh, gave me an open invitation to come. He said, you can come every year if you mm-hmm. want to. And I said, well, James, I appreciate that, but I'm not coming just to be coming. Right. I'm going to pray and see if it's God's will for me to be there at that particular time. 
And if it is, I'll come. Mm -hmm. But if it's not, I'm not coming just to be coming, you know. I'll continue to send support, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to fly over there uh, just to be saying, oh, I I went to India. Right. Uh, And so every time that I went, I knew I was in the will of God. Mm -hmm. I had peace in my heart, and I would pray, Lord, if it's your will for me to go, Mm -hmm. I'll go. But if not, if I'm needed here at home, I'll stay here at home. You mm-hmm. know? And so there was times I just had something in my spirit said, you you need to be here. Mm-hmm. And so I'd tell him, I, I'm not coming this year. Right. Maybe next year, we'll mm-hmm. see. And, but every time I went, I would always pray and say, God, if it's your will, mm-hmm. you know I'll go. And I'm willing to go. But I'm not going just to be going so I can say, oh, I, uh, right. I went to India and evangelized, you know. And But I, I thank God for the times I went. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, there was a lot of people saved and healed, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And so I thank God for that opportunity. But uh, I didn't go just to be going. Right. Every time I went, I had this peace in my heart. I'm in the will of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, uh, you know, if we are praying for direction in our lives, maybe uh, we have an opportunity for a different job, mm-hmm. you know, and we can say, now, Lord, I, I thank you for the job I have. Or maybe if you don't have a job and you're looking for a job and uh, maybe a, a door is opened, you know, and uh, you you pray, you know, Lord, if it's your will for me to take this job, I, I'll do it. I, I won't obey right. you. I want to be obedient to you. But if it's not your will, if you'd rather me to be somewhere else, you know what's best. You know the future. Mm-hmm. And you know what would be best for me, what would be best for my family. And you, whichever way you want this door, if not, close it. If this is the door, open it, mm-hmm. and I'll be obedient. If it be your will, I'll be obedient, and I'll walk through that door. I remember, uh, and I can share this uh, real quick, uh, when uh, I was uh, doing some carpenter work at the time, and uh, it was, you know, got a little bit slow, and, of course, I, I you know, had <laughs> you two boys was young, and uh, I needed to work. You know, mm-hmm. But I was out of work, and I had an opportunity to go to work, uh, you know, at a, at the bridge department in the, for the state. And uh, so when I was praying about it, uh, you know, I went, uh, I was to go for an interview, you know. And uh, so before I went, though, I prayed, and I said, Lord, if it's your will, mm-hmm. I, I need to work. And I'm willing to work. And your your word says, if a man don't work, he don't eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But I said, I've got a family to feed, you know, to take care of. And I'm willing to go if it's your will. And so if it's not, then I'll search somewhere else, you know. And I know you have a place for me somewhere, but I want your will in this thing. So if it be your will, you open that door. Mm-hmm. So I went uh, for the interview, and uh, the you know the man that was in charge, he just more or less said, "Don't call us, we'll call you." And so uh, that was on a Friday, 
And I, 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 you know, when I left the interview, I thought, well, Lord, uh, you know, it's your will. And, you know, in other words, he just, you know, don't call us, we'll call you. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's, you know, so that's about the way he left me. And so I, I walked out and I said, Lord, I thank you. If this is not the place, I know you have somewhere for me. And so I went on about my business. Well, Monday morning, uh, I got a phone call about 8.30. And uh, it was the bridge foreman mm -hmm. over at Albemarle. And uh, he said, uh, you're not coming to work today? I said, well, I didn't know I was supposed to. He said, well, Mr. Peterson, he, he was in the one in charge of personnel. He said, uh, he told me over the weekend that he, you was hired. And I said, well, I didn't know nothing about it. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, can you come in today? I said, well, I can't today, but I will tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, come on in. So the next day I went to work. And uh, so we were working down below Mount Gilead on uh, 109, the bridge that went across the river down there, and uh, putting new floor down. And uh, I saw the personnel man come out there, and he was talking to the bridge foreman, and they was pointing down that way where I mm -hmm. was at. And uh, I somehow I knew this, talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> and so after a while, uh, the bridge foreman come and told me, said, said, Mr. Peterson wants to see you in his office in the morning. And... Uh, so I next morning, instead of going into work, I went to the personnel office. And when I came in, he uh, said, you, you're not supposed to be working. And I thought, well, here it goes, you know. And I didn't say anything. He said, and he read back, scratching his head. And he said, uh, he said, well, he said, do, do you like the work? I said, yeah. I said, I don't have no problem with it. I like it, you know. And uh, he said, well, do you get along with, you like the men? I said, don't have any problem with any of them, you know. And uh, he uh, hum hauled around a little bit and directly. He said, well, he said, uh, I don't know how you got hired. <laughs> You know, he said, but since you're already working, he said, you just go ahead and keep working. But he said, it might be, this is temporary. You might be six months, a year uh, on down the road before you can get any benefits. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, Mr. Peterson, that's fine. I said, I've got to work. Mm -hmm. I said, I've got a wife and two kids. And I said, I've got to work. And he said, I understand. He said, just go on back there and go on back to work. But I just wanted to tell you, it's, you'll be on temporary pay, mm -hmm. and it'll be maybe a year before you get any benefit. But uh, in le I think it was about three months, or maybe four months, I was on full time mm -hmm. and was getting benefits, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, worked there uh, three and a half years till God spoke to me to be in the ministry full time, you know. And by that time, we'd had another election, and he he would vote it out. Mm -hmm. He had to go, and somebody else come in. And he, when he was packing up his office, uh, he told uh, my bridge foreman, he said, 
I, you know, scratched his head, and he said, I still don't know how that boy got hired. <laughs> well, it's because I prayed, but I prayed according to God's will. Right. If it be thy will. See, I didn't know if that would be the will of God, and, and God, as I said, knows the future mm-hmm. better than I do, but he knew I was willing to go if that was his will. And so in a situation like that, when we're seeking direction, and we're consecrating and dedicating ourselves to do the will of God, it's okay to pray if it be thy will. Mm-hmm. But if not, thy will be done, not right. my will. Right. But on other times, when we know specifically right. what the word of God has said, then we can pray in faith and we don't have to put a if it be thy will right. to it because he said all of the promises are yes and amen. Right. Yeah, I, I know I, I have been praying with people before, uh, you know, or joined with them and somebody else is praying and it ain't it has nothing to do with consecration or dedication. Uh-huh. Uh, it may be for healing or it may be, you know, whatever. And somebody out of their mouth when they pray in that, and Lord, if it be thy will, and I'm thinking, well, you that prayer is null and void now. Yeah. Because by what people don't understand, it. it by saying, if it be thy will, because it's already in his will, mm-hmm. you're saying, God, I'm doubting if you can do this for me or if you will do this for me. Because yeah. some people are like, well, how do I know his will? It, his will is his word. That's right. If you know his word, you know his will. If you yeah. know his will, you know his word. You know, so, you know, I've had those those times where, uh you know, I've had to de- do the consecration, dedication about jobs or different things, moving jobs or something like that. But but the other ones, you know, it's it's if you know, we know we're supposed to be healed. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants us to prosper. Yeah. You know, he'll meet our needs. Mm-hmm. We know he said he'd give us the desires of our heart. Mm-hmm. So none of that should be if it be thy will. Yeah. We should be able to come boldly to his throne. Yeah. For healing, boldly to his throne for uh, finances, boldly to his throne to have our needs met, boldly to his throne to give us our desires. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it should be that simple. And I think when people would, if people will grasp the fact that when you understand what his will is because you've read his word, now when you begin to pray, your prayers now become effective. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, you know, I think that's what we were talking about earlier, what you are leading into there in Luke mm-hmm. about the woman who pestered the the, the unjust judge, yeah. ruler. You know, if you want to go ahead and share, yeah. share that. Hey, real quick, I had a question. Okay. Um, yeah, real quick, I had a question. Um so let me just ask this. Do you think that the church has not done a good job in the instruction of prayer? Well, that's probably the case in, in a lot of situations because, uh, you know, my job of being a pastor, and, uh, you know, I've been a pastor for a long time, but 47 <laughs> years, uh, and I've been preaching the gospel almost 50 years. But, uh, you know, you, you've got to, it's our responsibility 
uh, to teach mm-hmm. the word. Yeah. Not where somebody might well say uh, healing, for instance. Mm-hmm. Somebody say, "Well, it, it, I know it's not God's will to heal everybody." Well, where does it say that in the Bible? Right. Yeah. Well, I know so and so that believe that and they died. Well, I know so and so that believe that and, and they, they still live. alive. Yeah. You see, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, we we have to be, uh, as one preacher said, New Testament taught, but we've been religiously brainwashed. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, for instance, in uh, Mark chapter 11, uh, verse 24, and Jesus, just in the verses prior to that, he told his disciples he had cursed the fig tree Mm -hmm. that had no figs on it and said, no man shall eat fruit of thee from henceforth and hereafter. And the next day when they come by, he... Peter saw that same fig tree, mm-hmm. and it was already withered up. His leaves had already started to wrinkle up and wither and dry away. And he said, it's drying up from the root. Well, you have to curse the root cause of a problem. Mm-hmm. You know? And so anyway, Jesus answered and said, have the faith of God. Mm-hmm. Or one in the margin of my Bible, it says, have the God kind of faith. Right. See, people have faith in a lot of things, but it's not the God kind. Exactly. You know, natural human faith, in other words. In other words, you you got faith that if you go outside and get in your vehicle and put the key in the ignition, mm-hmm. you have faith that will crank. Mm-hmm. But the God kind, you see, according to Mark eleven twenty four, that's where, you know, he after he said, uh, if, if you had faith, as a uh, you know, and you would say unto this mountain, mm-hmm. he's not talking about a literal mountain here, but he's t- it's talking about a mountain of problems. Sometimes mm-hmm. they'll loom up before us, and we'll think, "Boy, this is so big; it it'll scare God." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, how God can't even handle this. No, there ain't nothing that's ever too big right. for God. You know, and uh, so. Anyway, he said, if you had you had faith, you would say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and doubt not, where? In your heart. In your heart. Mm-hmm. You can have thoughts of doubt running through your mind, but faith in your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Bible says we are to bring into captivity every thought that it, and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. And so if you're here, he said, you know, and doubt not in your heart, but believe that those things which you say mm-hmm. shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you say. Mm-hmm. He said, believe once, but he said, say three times. Mm-hmm. So, and so I believe the problem is, is not so much what we are believing, but are we saying the right things. Right. You see. Yeah. And then he said, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, mm-hmm. when you pray, do what? Believe. Believe. Mm-hmm. You got to do the believing when you pray. Mm-hmm. Even before you see any evidence of it happening, mm-hmm. you have to believe that you receive it then. Right. And then it says, and you shall have it. Right. The way that's worded, you shall have it 
it indicates a time, mm-hmm. a process, mm-hmm. you see. Uh, and I'll, I'll give this for an example. Uh, there was a minister and his wife. They had went uh, to a place to preach. And, uh, you know, it uh, was years ago. And he said, we spent all the money we had to get to where we were going to preach. Mm-hmm. And said, we were you know, tired and hungry and said uh, some deacon come and picked them up, carried them out and put them in a remodeled chicken coop. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, he said uh, they were hungry, but Mm -hmm. they didn't have no money. And he thought, you know, Lord, he said, I can fast. Mm -hmm. He said, I I fasted, you know, a lot, and you know I have. I can fast, but it's not right for me to force this on my wife, mm-hmm. you know, and said, we need food. And so uh, they joined hands and prayed and believed for God to provide something for them, you know, either money to go buy food mm-hmm. or food some way. You right. Know? And uh, so about an hour had gone by, and uh, they heard a knock on the door. And uh, there stood a man with a bag of groceries, and he said, I don't know why I'm doing this. He said, I'm not a Christian. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> he said, but something told me to bring this to you. Right. And so he took it, thanked him, you know, and uh, sat, turned around, set it on the table, and he was going to shake the man's hand and thank him for doing it, you mm-hmm. know, and he was gone. Right. Couldn't find him. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, uh, he said, and I never thought of it like this. Wonder how many people God spoke to that was church members. Right. That's supposed to be Christian mm-hmm. and couldn't get one to obey him. Right. And this man was a sinner. He said, I'm he even said, I'm not a Christian. I don't even, right. I don't even know what I'm doing here. Right. But something told me to bring this to you. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when you're praying and believing God for finances to buy food or mm-hmm. do these certain things, uh, you know, you you realize you have to believe you receive it when you pray, but you realize also there's a process. Mm-hmm. So uh, sometimes people may obey quickly. Right. At other times, God may have to speak to several. Several to get them. To get one that would obey him yeah. and do what, you, you know, to meet that need. And uh, I know in the early years of the ministry here at the church, uh, you know, we had Sunday night services. And a lot of times back then I would stay till everybody left, make sure all the doors was locked, cut, cut out lights, set the thermostats. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I would go out to go home. And I'd been preaching on faith and prayer, what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, and the, I'd teach them, you know, that it was God's will. God wanted to answer their prayer. Mm-hmm. God wanted to bless them. God wanted to meet their needs. And, uh, you know, God was wanted to heal them by the stripes of Jesus. Ye were healed, First mm-hmm. Peter 2, 24. And it's like the devil would get right here, mm-hmm. you know, like he is almost sitting on my shoulder. And he'd say, yeah, you Mr. Big Faith Man, and you ain't even got enough money to buy a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. And he weren't lying. Right. Because I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I know I could have went to my dad and asked him if I could get $5 or $10 to get some loaf bread to, so you boys could pack your lunch. Right. And But, see, I've got to learn how to believe God. Like you said, we get mm-hmm. to a point where we can't go on, on yeah. other people's faith. We mm-hmm. have to stand on our own two feet. Yeah. And so I'm trying to learn how to believe God. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, you know, I'd go out the door and I'd see headlights coming back around the church. And I thought, well, somebody's left their Bible and they come back to get their Bible. Well, they had come up, roll the window down, reach their hand. I thought, shake my hand, and I'd shake, and there'd be something in their hand. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they said, we just got over to the St. Martin Road there, and the Lord just spoke to us to come back and give this to mm-hmm. Sometimes it'd be $5, and I'd thank them, mm-hmm. you know, for being obedient. And I'd look, sometimes it'd be $5. Sometimes it'd be $10. Sometimes it'd even be a 20. Mm-hmm. And I'd stick it in my pocket, grinning. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, yeah, Mr. Devil, you know what I'm fixing to do, Mr. Devil? I said, I'm fixing to go down to the variety pickup down here at the end of town. I'm going to get a loaf of bread. And I'm not only going to get a loaf of bread, but I'm going to get a pack of bologna and whatever. <laughs> yeah. And my boys can pack their lunch mm-hmm. to go to school, you know. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, that's how I learned. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, how are you going to believe God for a T-bone steak if you ain't never believed him for, for a, a pack, pack of, of bologna? bologna. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, know, you, you got to start where your faith is. Yeah. You know? It's just like climbing a ladder. You don't get to the top of the ladder by one step. You got to start with the bottom run. Yeah, you can't start, start in the middle. Start and You can't start in the middle. Mm-hmm. Or if you are, you're off a big jumper. <laughs> yeah. But you have to start. With little things, you mm-hmm. know, start believing God, start thanking God, and, uh, and and it's not that to God a T-bone steak is no different than a pack of bologna. That yeah, it, they, he don't even look and say, well, the T-bone's a lot more expensive, and that bologna ain't but a dollar and something. Yeah, it it's the point of you have to start by building your yeah. faith, yeah, making it stronger. Uh, something always blessed me was. T- tell about uh, God providing that sun drop for you. Well, and that, you know, and I think this will be something that we will lean more into next week because our time's short, is, you know, a lot of people think that every time you pray, it has to be Heavenly Father, I can, and, and there's nothing wrong with the formula prayer. But I'm a lot like Jesse Duplantis. If I can call him my Heavenly Father, or my heavenly daddy, uh-huh. I should be able to talk to him just like I talk to you. Yeah. And, you know, I was uh, driving an 18-wheeler, and this was a point in my life where I could have asked y'all for money. Yeah. But I said, you know, it's either seek or swim. Mm-hmm. I've either got to, to God's word's going to work for me now, or I, it ain't going to work at all. But I've got to f- make it work for me in my house. And I was driving an 18-wheeler hauling drainage pipe, concrete pipe, and I had left uh, our office and was going up the road, and uh, I always went to a certain store in Midland, 
and uh, about 20 minutes, 30 minutes down the road, and I would tighten the chains on the load to make sure they were good. And I'd always get me something to eat or whatever. And we were real tight on money. I think my daughter had just been born. But I was really cultivating my relationship with God. I was learning how to just talk to him like I'm talking now, and then there would be the times I'd be quiet and I'd hear him talk back, you know, uh, and minister to me. And I mean, it was at the point where it, it was almost haphazardly. I didn't really, it wasn't that I didn't expect God to do it. I just said it. Mm-hmm. it. It wasn't even a question. It was almost jokingly. But I said, Lord, I got a pack of crackers in the truck that I can eat, but I ain't got no money to buy me a drink. Now, if you'll take care of my drink, I'll be good. And Lord, I thank you. I went to that store and pulled into the spot where I always park. And when I got out of the truck, laying in the grass right there at my driver's door was a 20-ounce sundrop. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people like, well, okay, he blessed you. You, you know, you don't understand. It wasn't a Coke. It wasn't a Dr. Forever. See, I believe sundrop is the nectar of heaven. I believe it'll <laughs> be in heaven when we get there. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it was a 20 ounce Sunday. It was exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I was able to take it cause it was a little hot. And I walked inside and I told him, I said, somebody left this drink out there and it's hot. And they said, well, they knew I was going to get one. They said, well, just swap it out for a cold one. And you got one. And you know, some people say, well, I know that what? No, it was God. My relationship with him was at a place where all I had to do was say, God, Mm-hmm. I need a drink. I didn't have to say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And there's again, there's nothing wrong with that formula prayer. Mm-hmm. But I believe you can get to a place. And I still, you know, when we're in the services here and that we're praying for people and order calls, I usually start out that way. Mm-hmm. But just my personal relationship with God, it was just I had been worshiping. And I just, Lord, I've got a pack of crackers. I just need a drink. And I've seen him do that more than one time. You know, uh, I had told another story about I had went to a chiropractor and was going to work late, and I forgot I didn't have any money on me. And I said, Lord, I need some money to eat on. Well, when I got to the job site or where I was at and parked and got out, there was a $20 bill laying in the grass. <laughs> you know, he'll, he'll supply you need but it, it, you have to get to a place where a lot of people, the only time that they pray, the only time that they come to God is when they need something. Yeah. And you have to understand God's not a sugar daddy. Yeah. I come to him all the time, every day. We talk. And a lot of, most of the time what I'm spending time with God is, God, I don't need a thing. Mm-hmm. I just want to tell you I love you. Yeah. God, I thank you that you saved me, that you set me free, that you delivered me, that you keep me safe, that you keep my family safe. It's just com- prayer is communication with the Father. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I hope, you know, maybe link going into next week because we're right at eight now, we can go into that part of it, you know, about where that woman was nagging the unjust mm-hmm. judge. Because I think a lot of times people will pray, and then they'll next day they start thinking again. Well, they just pray again, mm-hmm. and then they pray again, and they pray again instead of going into the next phase, which I think will will 
cut it off there and leave people hanging a little bit. What's that next phase? But you got to tune in next week to find out. <laughs> well, what the point, uh, you know, that I saw in that, uh, uh, you know, God did that just for you. Just for me. I, and it was the exact mm-hmm. kind of, he could have left any kind of Any drink. kind of drink. You know, it been the same thing. Mm-hmm. But he knew you love Sundraw. Yep. And God left that drank there, a sun drop, just mm-hmm. like he knows you would like. Mm-hmm. And uh, he knew you would be parking there. Mm-hmm. You see, he knows everything from start to finish, mm-hmm. you know, the beginning to the end. But but uh, it shows how much God cares about us. Even the little things. Even the littlest of things. And uh, I, I think I said this Sunday, and of course I've said it many times, if it's anything that affects your life, it God cares about it. Mm-hmm. Somebody else, it might seem silly to them, mm-hmm. but it's your life, not theirs. Yeah. You see. And, and giving me that sun drop, yeah. it boosted my faith beyond what you could ask yeah. or think. Yeah, and it showed you how much God loved you. Because of that, that little he thing. put that drink mm-hmm. there just for you. Yep. Not nobody else. Right. But just for you. Yep. That shows you how much God loves you mm-hmm. and how much he desires. Uh, I'll quote this verse of scripture, First Peter chapter 3, I believe it's uh, verse 8, that he said, the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. In other words, mm-hmm. over his children. Mm-hmm. And his ear is open unto our prayer. Mm-hmm. So, see, God looking. He's looking for who he can bless and yeah, meet their he's needs. looking for who he can bless, who is believing him, mm-hmm. who's trusting him. And no matter how small or how big, God cares about it if it affects you. Right. That Amen. Ought, that ought to inspire us to want to pray and learn how. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Amen. Well, listen, folks, it's eight o'clock. We're out of time. That's the fastest hour I've got all week long. <laughs> I don't want to worry about it. <laughs> but uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. We hope you have been blessed by this. And we hope we've said some things that cause not only for you to understand, but provoke thought so that you get into word. Don't just take our word for it. Get in God's word and let the Holy Spirit reveal these things to you personally mm-hmm. so that you can have a relationship knowing that when you go to the throne with boldness, confidence, and assurance, God is listening and he will answer your request. Tune in next week and we're going to continue on talking about prayer and how to do an effective, pray effective prayers to see results every time. Until next week, God bless you, and we'll see you Wednesday night.